0: Well, hello everybody. It is LawPod episode six, brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. And I am Lee hedge us the principal of Bryden's Lawyers. And uh, welcome again to another interesting topic focused on an area of law, which I think will be of great interest to many, many people. And that is conveyancing. And so to assist in our discussions today, I am joined by the head of my conveyancing division, Celeste Revel. Good morning, Celeste, and welcome.
1: Good morning, Lee, and thank
0: you. Now Celeste, you've been with Bryden's Lawyers for quite some time.
1: I have, 18 years on the 19th of November.
0: Does that make you our longest serving continuous employee?
1: I don't think so. I am close, but no cigar.
0: Well, we'll have to celebrate the 18 years. And in all that time, you have not been solely confined to conveyancing, of course. You started off in other areas?
1: I started off with your division, preparing files for hearing.
0: Uh, I do recall that. So how long have you now been focused on conveyancing
1: At Bryden's for 17 years.
0: Alright and you are a licensed conveyancer? I am. And have been licensed for how long?
1: Licensed for, I was actually licensed before I came to Bryden's but I moved interstate with my husband in the army and when we came back, Bryden's wanted to do other areas of law so I put my hand up and said I can become a licensed conveyancer again. So got my license back and started conveyancing at Bryden's in 2002.
0: Alright so we have you to thank for our very large and successful conveyancing division is that right you do and that came about of course because bride's lawyers who are known for doing personal injury claims would be successful in recovering large amounts of compensation for our clients and invariably those clients with that money would want to buy property it just made sense that we would then provide the conveyancing service to them that's how it all started wasn't it that's right so let's have a chat about conveyancing then today now you are engaged in the domestic conveyancing division that is primarily residential Residential. property, but we do commercial property, of course, within the commercial division as such, but we're talking primarily residential and primarily New South Wales although we do do a bit of conveyancing, I think, in Queensland and Victoria on occasion.
1: Yes, our division has other solicitors in it, and we can also do Queensland and Victorian conveyancing.
0: All right. Now, you would have seen some changes to conveyancing over the years, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. But
0: the core elements, of course, remain the same. That is, someone's buying, someone's selling, and they agree on a price.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And we still utilise the Law Society contract for sale, I think?
1: Yes, but it's all online now everyone has to use the same contract for sale and it's ordered fully online.
0: All right, and another recent intrusion into the area of conveyancing was PEXA.
1: That's right, as I call e-conveyancing.
0: That's, yeah, exactly. And it's something that I'm trying to avoid getting an understanding of, <laughs> but, as, but as I understand it, I think I'm the registered agent or something for PEXA within the firm.
1: You are, you need to sign off on all trust.
0: Yeah, so I think I need to become a bit more familiar with it.
1: I would like that. All
0: right, has it worked out, PEXA? Is it is it of assistance to us?
1: It is of assistance. I think there'd been some teething problems and there had been some issues where PEXA didn't take responsibility initially for some monies that had gone missing, but they, I believe, have fixed that now and their insurance does come in. But ultimately, we have Law Society insurance, so if there are any of those ongoing issues, then our Law Society insurance would cover it. We are very technologically advanced with our security and our firewalls. We're very, very careful with trust accounts and The system seems to be working very, very well.
0: And that was the concern when PEXA was first introduced to make sure that we were satisfied that there were those security measures there.
1: Absolutely. We didn't jump on board straight away. I basically wanted other people to experience their teething problems and we did go on six months before it was mandated. The whole system seems to be working very well now. All right.
0: Now just to explain to our listeners at home, PEXA, in essence, is a electronic conveyancing system instituted by the banks, as I understand it, for which all lawyers is jump on board and register so that you liaise directly with the banks the lending institutions of course for settlements advance of funds etc and so that's all done electronically now to assist and does that also include the transfer of title deeds and the light like? is that done through PEXA or not
1: no it's all done through PEXA so the vendor solicitor the purchaser's solicitor any of the banks that are related to the purchaser or the vendor and the reserve bank and also New South Wales land registry services are all involved in the process so we're all on one workspace and when a settlement happens money is transferred to the reserve bank and then the reserve bank distributes it to all the parties and you are on title or off title within 20 minutes of the settlement
0: all right so just dealing with conveyancing then itself there are probably three ways that people can purchase a property private treaty auction or off the plan. Now, a private treaty is simply a negotiation between a purchaser and a buyer. Where they agree on a price, they execute a contract, they exchange a contract, there's a cooling off period.
1: Sometimes there can be a cooling off period or a, you can have done all of your due diligence so you could have obtained finance approval, got pest and building inspection reports, be 100% wanting to purchase a property and then your solicitor or conveyancer can sign a certificate that waives your cooling off rights. All
0: right, and then you're actually locked in then to buying the property. That's right. So before that occurs, you mentioned
1: due diligence. That's that would right. include things like a pest inspection or a building inspection that's right pest and building inspection for house at a minimum and a strata inspection if you're buying a unit so that you know what the levies are if there are any issues with the funds if there's any disruption amongst owners you can have a look at the minutes of meetings and things
0: so once you've done all your due diligence then and you exchange then invariably clients would be happy to waive the cooling off period. That's right. Then we've got auctions, of course, and everyone knows what an auction is, where you turn up and then you bid against others, of course, waiting for the fall of the hammer. And once the hammer falls, it's yours. You put down the deposit, whatever it's agreed to, whether it be five or 10%. There's no cooling off period with an auction.
1: No cooling off period, you cannot get out of the contract.
0: So the recommendation, of course, is that if someone's very keen on a property and attends an auction, the advice would be to make sure that you've done all your due diligence
1: before the auction. Always. I actually think that once you have decided on the property that you want, you should have a solicitor or conveyancer review the contract and give you advice at that time, whether you're going to auction, whether you're going to make an offer, just so that you're fully aware of what's in the contract for the property that you're looking to purchase.
0: Okay. They're the two areas I think with most people are familiar, but we also have in recent years an increase in popularity of off the plan purchases, whether that be domestic properties as in house and land packages, or whether that be units or the like, particularly here in the Southwest of Sydney, would that be the case?
1: Definitely, throughout Sydney and Sydney CBD and Southwestern Sydney.
0: All right, so as I understand it, so that we can explain this to our listeners, you have a large parcel of land in the Southwest of Sydney somewhere, which is being divided up into many smaller blocks of land and being sold. And during the course of the subdivision process, people can come on board and buy off the plan, off the subdivision plan, in anticipation of the subdivision being approved and going through. And then on completion of the subdivision, those people are then required to complete the purchase. Correct? Correct. All right, so you agree as to the property and the price with the exchange of contracts subject to subdivision, and you are bound by that when the subdivision is concluded now there can be a very significant move then can't there in the market over that time and is this what we're seeing now where people are becoming a little bit unstuck so far as their off the plan purchases say 18 months or two years ago given the market shift
1: it can what you need to do the risk when you do buy off the plan is that you're buying today for a particular price side unseen and you can't get a valuation because you physically can't have a unit looked at and you physically can't have the block of land looked at for the bank valuation and the valuation that might be today might not be the valuation that it is in two years time.
0: And of course there can be subtle differences between what you agree to buy and what you end up with, I think particularly with units, is that correct?
1: That's right. The risk at the moment, we haven't really had any issues with clients buying vacant land. The prices have all held up when they do go to be valued in 18 months, two years time. Often though, vacant land purchases aren't for great lengths of time they might only be for six months or 18 months or two years it's more in the -the off-the-plan unit market that the variations in the unit can be greater and the prices can be greater
0: so let's just give a a concrete example now so that everyone understands what we're talking about you agree to buy a unit off the plan a building that is yet to be built you agree it's a three-bedroom unit you agree to two car parking spaces and it's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. the deposit would invariably be the 10%, $75,000?
1: 10%, sometimes they do agree to a 5%, but generally 10%. All right,
0: that money is paid and held in trust pending the completion of the building. The building is then completed, and you are told then, well, the building's now complete, you need to settle on the purchase.
1: That's right. Well, we will be given notification of registration of the plan, and we either are given a copy of the plan that's been registered, or we have to actually apply for a copy of the plan that's been registered at New South Wales Land Registry Services. All
0: right. And ordinarily then, on the settlement of the property, the bank would then step in with the finance. They would require an up-to-date valuation given the time that has passed since the contract was entered into, and that's when the difficulty can arise if, for example, the value of the property has diminished for whatever reason, whether there's been a shift. In the market or where there's been another 10 or 12 buildings built in the area offering the same sort of units and the like and if there is a differential between what was originally agreed upon and what the value of the building is that's where people can come unstuck
1: absolutely when this happens to a client sometimes they have to look to family members to see if they can have someone go guarantor they can use equity in maybe another property that they own or a family member owns but it can be a very stressful time for clients mm. in that situation
0: so people need to take great care of course like with any other major purchase in their life particularly when you agree on a price today, that you might be paying in 18 months or 2 years or beyond in the future.
1: Clients also need to ensure that their financial situation at that time is going to hold up. So you might agree to buy property now based on your income and your job and then in 2 years time, your income and your job needs to be the same or better. Maybe if you're out of work at the time and you're trying to get that finance approval, you're really going to struggle.
0: Okay. Well, there's many things that you know, potential purchasers need to be very careful of, hence why I would encourage to come and seek legal advice early in the conveyancing process to make sure that they understand exactly what the risks and the pitfalls are so they're fully prepared and then they can thereafter seek whatever financial accommodation they may require or whatever accounting advice that they may require moving forwards. Absolutely. There's been some changes though recently, hasn't there, to off-the-plan purchases and the rules regarding same?
1: They are in the works and they commence on the 1st of December 2019. The government is looking to amend legislation to hopefully bring some greater transparency some new remedies and stronger protections for buyers. As at 1 December, the owners or vendors need to provide greater disclosure. If you were to buy a unit off the plan right now, the contract doesn't have to have a plan of the unit itself, a floor plan. But from the 1st of December 2019, there's added disclosures that vendors need to make and have to have in the contract.
0: All right. Well, that sounds to me like a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Apart from your commitment to Brides Lawyers and its conveyancing division, you do a bit outside the office, community-based, and shortly you'll be undertaking what I think sounds to me like a very tiring (laughs) and uh, taxing physical endeavour, and that is you'll be riding from Sydney to Wollongong to raise money and awareness for multiple sclerosis.
1: I have a very close friend who's partner was going to do this ride. I've never actually ridden at all since I was a child or you know since I'm riding mountain bikes with my kids on the back. He is involved in Auslan which is Australian Sign Language and his group is riding in the MS Ride for a Cure. Me being me I said that I would really like to do it so I've bought a bike and I'm about to embark on 82 kilometers
0: okay 82 kilometers is a long way it is
1: a very long way
0: how long will it take
1: I think somewhere between three to four hours
0: and how long is the longest that you've actually ridden to date as part of the training process
1: so I've had four training sessions the third one I actually did seventy eight point eight eight kilometers
0: Oh, well, you are close
1: I'm very very so you're close.
0: confident you'll do the 82 now
1: I'm confident I can actually ride the 82 kilometres. It's not all downhill as you think it is, just because it's riding south.
0: No, true. That's that's the impression I had. All right, and it's been supported by all of the firm here at Bryden's Lawyers. Yes, it is. Many people have contributed to raise money.
1: Yes, and you have kindly offered to double whatever I ultimately raise.
0: Sorry, sorry, I have agreed to this previously, you or you're just this? telling me this now?
1: No, you have agreed oh, to it. Oh, okay,
0: all right, we've agreed to it. You
1: have agreed to well, it. Well, hopefully we
0: can raise a substantial sum of money, because it's a worthwhile cause.
1: Yes, well, we're over $720 so far.
0: Oh, we'll do a lot better than that. And I'm also told that you're learning sign as part of this training with, and with the people that you're mixing with.
1: I am, I'm learning sign language. I've started an Auslan sign language course. We've oh. done two weeks.
0: Well, that's good. Hopefully you learn how to spell Lee. Well, look, thank you very much for coming on today. and thank you to all for listening listening yet again. And of course, if you have any particular topics that you would like us to discuss on LawPod, please do not hesitate to email us at lawpod at and follow us on all our social media platforms, whether that be Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. To all of those listening in LawPod land, thank you very much again. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week.